Happy ho 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 to you. It's me, Eric Ambler. And it must have been old me, Cam Seamer, welcoming you to the podcast where we take a look back and sometimes listen back to the pop culture of our youth through the lens of adulthood. It's not about good or bad, it's about then and now, as we try our best to answer the question. Oh, it's, I thought we were going to do it together. I'm sorry. <laughs> what were we watching? <laughs> I thought it was a group thing. I'm sorry. I feel like I missed my cue. <laughs> you are the star of this. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Episode 195. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so many. <laughs> oh, and it's a special one. It's Merry Music Memories. Happy Holidays, everyone. Happy Holidays, Cam. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And this year is extra special because we are celebrating with one of our good friends. He's uh, one of the moguls behind the Two Gay Mats media empire, the Christmas Shantus. It's Matt Palmer. Oh, my goodness. A mogul. I feel like Bethany Frankel. This is so exciting. <laughs> You're, I mean, it just keeps expanding and expanding. <laughs> it really does. Unfortunately, yes, that is true. <laughs> well, we're glad you could you could take time out of your busy schedule to celebrate with us and uh, talk about some Christmas music. I mean, there's nowhere I'd rather be and nothing else I'd rather be talking about because truly this is <laughs> my time of year, the only genre of music that is important to me. And uh, <laughs> I've learned a lot about the genre from the two of you and the songs that were added to the playlist were really something. And I can't wait to do a deep dive into them. <laughs> oh, we have fun, don't we? Like we always we always surprise each other. We always learn a lot about each other when we it's do true. these music episodes. But uh so yeah, this is kind of like um the music video episodes we've done together in the past where we each picked a group of songs and shared it with each other. We all listened to it as one big playlist. And this time we each picked four holiday songs that we grew up with. Um, to create the 12 bops of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I like and that. some of them have videos, but not all of them. So we we, we were watching something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's mostly music focused, which is it, it's kind of a new thing for, for this podcast. Right. And I'm excited to, to do a deep dive because yeah. I love music and I love... Not having that restriction <laughs> for an episode. That's fun. Well, we were watching the tree get put up and, you know, the, the merriment all around us in our homes. And this was just the soundtrack. This was the music bed that, uh, yes. you know, played beneath our Christmas memories. So. True. So true. Well said. Yeah. Um, so let's let's just dive right into it. We got a little order here and we have a Spotify playlist and we should we'll, we'll probably um, share that on our website on the blog, maybe even through social media, we'll invite all you listeners to check out our, our Christmas playlist. 
play it at your holiday gathering, perhaps. You got to do it. It's a seamless mix of 12 <laughs> tracks. <laughs> this is going to be a very confusing party if you play it there, but I think it'll, it'll start some conversations, and that's good. <laughs> All right, so the first song that we have is one of my picks, and uh, it's NSYNC, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. A classic. <laughs> classic. Definitely a bop. Yeah. I remember this because it was um, my sister was an NSYNC fan. She chose that side in the boy band wars. It's the right side. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's be real. (laughs) The Christmas that this album came out, I believe it was 98. She got it as a gift and it went immediately on the stereo. So was hearing this song, the the first cut, the single cut, and it's such a banger. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's also fun because it's just like the only people that are actually allowed to sing on it are Justin and JC. And like most NSYNC songs, <laughs> yeah. too. <laughs> the other three are just also there doing the choreo. I guess there was no choreo here because they just had a day on set in front of a green screen <laughs> and some extras. And they're like, look alive, kids. Yeah. We're shooting a video. <laughs> it's probably like the middle of August. And they're like, come on, we got to make this Christmas video. I know. I think they spent their whole budget on the Gary Coleman cameo. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And it's like, was that appropriate? Like, is that, I feel like that's not something you'd have today as like a little person being an elf. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just like felt a little odd, but you never know. I also hate to be a Grinch. As you know, I love Christmas. (laughs) I'm a big fan. And I actually love NSYNC very much. But for some reason, this song has always rubbed me the wrong way. (laughs) I find it to be soulless i don't know it's just like the most and like i guess you could say that about a lot of pop christmas songs that it's just like money grab like but to look at their like wall eyes in the video and like the green screen and the you know like we're dancing with girls but then we're feeding the homeless and like look there's some kids and it's like an old navy ad i don't know something even when it came out i was like no and i revisited it recently for you guys and i was like you know what I think it's still a no for me. I don't know. I feel like I'm alone with this feeling. I feel like so many people love this song, and I just never never got there with that. I think it is it is very pleasant and inoffensive, and that's kind of, kind of what makes it easy to love for a lot of people. Right. And, it, you know, it's got that kind of late 90s production sheen that I like, kind of those high synths and... I think the video really betrays the intent. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, I even guess though I it's didn't... iconic, it's right. like you dance. Yeah, like you said, you're like dancing with '90s hotties at one point, and then feeding the homeless, who yes. are definitely actors. And it's like, what is going on? And there's a PowerPoint in the background with like weird phrases. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that until we just watched it, but. Was there a Mazel Tov back there? Like, I felt yeah. like it's truly just, like, aerial font of, like, holiday phrases <laughs> of all types. And it was like, oh, my. Just, they had to have more money at this point. They could have had a little bit of a budget. They just squirted this well, one out real quick. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like how it's a throwback. It's very wholesome. Shout out to the family. Shout out to God sending his love. <laughs> and and kind of the first song I remember, the first big like holiday song I remember, at least trying to be inclusive, like it's Merry yeah. Christmas, Happy Holidays. There's even true. a line, no matter how, what you celebrate, etc. So mm-hmm. that was nice. That is nice. <laughs> that is a good point. But I, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that I should not play it in your presence. <laughs> you you certainly can. I will not. You know, flip a table over it. But I just I just feel like I'm on an island with this opinion, and I had to get it out. <laughs> No, I appreciate it for the the fun 
the fun bop it is. And I kind of like the gap ad quality to it. Like the, <laughs> totally. it's, it's a very good time capsule of, of 1998, the spiky hair, the, the goggles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is what people looked like. It's what, that was what cool was. And it's also yeah. just crazy to think, cause I feel like you still see a couple of them, you know, running around and it's like, man, you guys were so young. Mm-hmm. And when we were kids, it felt like they were adults. And like, mm-hmm. it's like when you go to like, you walk by UCLA or USC and you're like, these kids are really kids. And I felt like such an adult while I was in college. And it's yeah. like, well, clearly we were not. And they were not either. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's playing cause school's out. When you, when, you put, when you put a line like that in your song, like, you know who the audience is. Truly. <laughs> I like it. It reminds me of hanging out with my sister on Christmas. Very nostalgic to me. That's nice. And the next one is one of your picks, Matt. It is. I believe my first pick, if I'm not mistaken, is by, uh, you know, iconic Atlanta girl group TLC and their version of Slay Ride, which was released in 1993 and apparently was on the Home Alone 2 soundtrack, which I did not realize until I Wikipedia'd Whoa. this. <laughs> Le- yeah. Left Eye has something about Home Alone in the rap. And I was like, wait, right. was this That's on right. the Home Alone soundtrack? And it was. So <laughs> that was nice. So I, I scrubbed through the movie. I learned that too recently. And I mm. scrubbed through the movie once and I could not find it. And then I was I just like dug a little deeper on the internet. And it is in a scene very light very low Mm. in the soundtrack near the end when he's already like defeated the bad guys essentially spoiler (laughs) (laughs) and the and the mom's in new york and she like is like trying to figure out where he would go Mm. and she like talks to the cop and the cop she's like the cop rolls his window down and he's like very lightly playing (laughs) tlc in the in the cop car (laughs) so realistic (laughs) i love this song because it was the First version of Slay Ride I ever heard, and I would say until oh, Vanessa Williams' like Diva's Christmas Carol, I thought it was just their <laughs> song. I was like, yeah, this is the TLC mm. Christmas song. This is how it goes. And then I heard this very weird version that has like all of these, <laughs> and, I'm, and it's the same lyrics. I'm like, this effects. isn't, this is all wrong. And I was like, oh, so this was a cover. And like, a, so every time I hear the actual song Slay Ride, I'm like, this is not. No. This is not the version for me. This is not the version that defined my childhood Christmases. <laughs> I love that they reinvent it. I love that they like take it and just make it a, a super ni- ni- like early nineties. They make it their own. Song. They make it a TLC oh, yeah. song. It is. For sure. and I, I I had never heard before, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah, oh, and so I, many Christmas songs are just like the same cover of these classic songs, and I don't know. I, I respect anyone that does something new and like makes it unrecognizable essentially right. in, a, in a good way i also don't know that i had watched the video in full in a long time either <laughs> and i thought it was i mean clearly they had come out with who on the tlc tip the year prior and they were like wearing condoms everywhere but it's like we're really gonna still wear the condoms in the christmas video just like <laughs> i mean i guess there's never a bad season for safe sex i agree but it just was a shock and also there were more Backgroundy players. Each one of them was like solo in a scene of like, was it left eye was with the lady having a baby or something? <laughs> uh, and Chili was with the blind guy, I think. And then T Boz was with the couple that was kind of ignoring each other until she held the mistletoe over right. them. And, they and then they kissed. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's what. Uh, this video would be but it was it just was like the use of all of these outside people was very much like the merry christmas happy holidays 
of it all. So I was, <laughs> I just was shocked because I'd never paid close attention to that music video yeah. in my life. <laughs> At least you also get like the classic TLC tropes of all of them, like hanging out with their boyfriends. Of course. You know, and dancing in front of a car and, yeah. <laughs> and left eye rapping, which I love when she's getting ready to rap. She just starts saying like reindeer <laughs> presents. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. And the second time she does it, she's like, "Jingle Bell, Batman smells." Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, are you like, is that sarcastic? Like, we're celebrating Christmas. <laughs> Respect. They got they pull it off by dropping a Jingle Bells, Batman smells into the middle of their sexy R and B song. It's just like you, <laughs> masters. If you weren't sure it was 1993, Jingle Bell, Batman smells <laughs> should probably take you right back there. <laughs> I pulled out a few lines I really like. Because uh, <laughs> Santa's trying to Mac in his Cadillac. Oh, riding and a riding. But when it gets to deciding, <laughs> yeah. he's a slipping and a sliding in his own sleigh ride. Great. <laughs> right. A plus. I, I did have to, like, the second time my ears perked up. I'm like, hmm, is this what I think it's saying? I, think <laughs> I like the, like, the music entirely stops for the Cadillac, too. Totally. T-Boss sings it with, with left eye. You know, yeah. everyone's got to talk about the Cadillac, which I appreciate. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. The third song on our playlist is one of Cam's. <laughs> our first uh, wild left turn. <laughs> first um, so I picked Alabama's Thistle Hair, the Christmas Bear from 1985. And okay, so let me be perfectly clear. 99% of the time, I absolutely loathe country music. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like the, the odd one in my family that usually can't stand it. It makes my ears bleed. But there is a place in my heart for... Certain songs just because of nostalgic connection alone. And so this was an album. It's been with my family since probably since I was born. It's it's the thing. It's the first album I think of when I think of putting up the Christmas tree. Mm. And I picked this one because it's, it's, it was always like the most kid-friendly song. It's about a bear that lives in the forest and just basically spreads the word of Christmas around. <laughs> <laughs> he just like goes around letting people know what Christmas is and what it's all about and how awesome it is. And it's just a very like light, gentle, kid-friendly song. There's a kid's choir at the end of it. It's got these kind of like fluty synthesizers. Lots of tight harmonies, what, what, yeah. what Alabama was known for. Yeah, and I don't know. I just, I just like the idea of that, of that character. And I don't know. It's just a, it's just a song that despite my hatred of country, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets me. I think it's funny because the arrangement and the song seems so serious and like sincere and genuine. And I think it is, it sounds very sweet, but then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, wait, what are we talking about? It's just a bear talking about Christmas, which I mean, isn't bad, but I was thinking like, oh, maybe this is like a borderline novelty song. But then yeah. I made the mistake, which is the mistake we all make of looking at the comments of the video on YouTube and they're all like, very sad it's just like that this is my earliest christmas memory like all mm. of them ended with a rest in peace like someone's mom someone's <laughs> grandparent and i'm like oh wow. my god i was ready to laugh it's like someone talks about this bear and like wow crazy this is and like no this is like christmas shoes level like we take this seriously <laughs> that also like speaks to the the demographic of alabama's fan base too i true. think yeah <laughs> that is true are, people who are no longer with us more like thistle hair the christian bear am i right he's <laughs> got him <laughs> spreading like that's essentially what i think they're saying he's like talking about jesus this bear yes 
He's like, this is what it's really about. The reason the for the, yeah, the reason why we yeah. celebrate or something. <laughs> they talk, they like reference the star, you know, and yes. what it's <laughs> far. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of dubious rhymes in this song. <laughs> you know, some half rhymes, they work sometimes. You got to do what you got to do yeah. to finish the song. I mean, but I, I, I was, I was digging it enough to be like, oh, this is just makes me feel warm inside. Yeah. The feel is definitely endearing. It didn't, it didn't bother me i i did find it confusing and a shock when i yes, learned what we were talking like, about oh, yeah <laughs> right yeah i'm, I'm expecting then, a, a frosty the snowman type thing totally mm-hmm. totally but, but you know once i got used to it i accepted it and you know i enjoyed it, it just washed over me yeah <laughs> i think that's what i let it do as a kid it's just like, i didn't really pay attention to like i was just like oh a character i i can i can latch on to that and that's it's a teddy bear. I can and it's and it's new and I've never seen that character in anything else. And, p- and part of me wishes that Thistle Hair caught on <laughs> as a Christmas character, but uh, I don't know. I guess people don't want like a proselytizing teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, was, it seems like his coat is full of like burrs and stickers. If he's like right. Thistle Hair, he's <laughs> 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 kind of an unkempt bear coming out of the forest. <laughs> Let me tell you about Christmas. <laughs> And I felt like one verse he was like teaching the children and helping the children. And the other verse, he's just like hanging with other animals. Can mm. all of the animals speak English? Like who's talking? <laughs> I, I, I have more questions than answers. And I think honestly it is a – someone dropped the ball because Thistle Hair could have absolutely been a series, could have been a line. Of, right. So there should have been more merch around Thistle Hair, you know. A book or something? Like- if, if Thistle Hair came out now, oh my gosh, it'd be everywhere. <laughs> So I feel like someone on Alabama's team did drop the ball. So I, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> By the way, I've been I've been adding a lot of these choices to my my personal Yuletide mix. So I thank you guys right now for the for these <laughs> gifts. I am happy to assist. <laughs> well, every little boy and girl out there loves thistle hair. Thistle <laughs> hair. I love I love the last one where there's like a pause and then it's like loves. Thistle hair. <laughs> well, it's goofy. Count me among those people who love thistle yeah. hair. <laughs> nice. Uh, moving on to the next song, another one of my picks, and it is by Amy Grant Emmanuel from her 1983 Christmas album. I had to put in something as kind of a nod to the tons of religious music I would hear every year at Christmas time, because my my mom actually worked as a church organist so every year it was just kind of like we're hearing the hymns for sure (laughs) so there's a lot of that in our personal listening at home as well and amy grant is a contemporary christian artist who was big in the 80s and 90s she did have like a one or two crossover albums if you guys have ever heard the song baby baby i think that was a absolutely number one definitely a big uh amy grant household Growing oh, up in good, my family good. too. So you're yeah. familiar. <laughs> Amy Grant performed at my high school as well. What? Much wow. later than her heyday, but right. I did know Baby Baby. That was the closer. If anyone's wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so like we would have a lot of Amy Grant music on. This song in particular just stuck with me because of the big 80s arena rock sound. Also, the fact that this is basically the thong song of this holiday music playlist. (laughs) It's just the same verse repeated four times. That's the entire song. (laughs) 
Oh, that's why I love it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm sure she'd love that description. I'm sure all Amy Grant fans, that's how they refer to the song. It was very much like giving me Lady Gaga. Like Gaga has a horrible Christmas song, if you ever want to hear it. It's called Christmas Tree. I love that song. It's awful. <laughs> it is noise. And, uh, but it, she goes in a different direction lyrically, of course. It's more like more of a sexual Christmas song, yeah. which I do. There's a play, time and place for that. But musically, they're not all that dissimilar. Like this, to me, being 80s Amy Grant, I was almost like, oh, maybe she had gone pop and like she was coming back with this album. But the fact that she was still firmly doing Christian music and it was this like splashy and synthy and like, you know, trying to, I I don't know, trick kids into listening to it. Was that the goal? (laughs) I Because then the lyrics are so like biblical and you're like oh this doesn't mm-hmm. this the lyrics like- are just a bunch of different names for god it's just like yes. that's all yeah. it is <laughs> or emmanuel is god with us i think mm. in um in hebrew so it's it's very much just like yeah wonderful counselor prince of peace <laughs> mighty god <laughs> and i'm i'm just sitting there on the on the couch in the living room going yeah yeah <laughs> yeah see it, it worked on you you can't fight those scents yeah so every now and then i, I still like getting a little churchy with my Christmas music. There was a time in my life when I'm like rejecting all the religious theme. I'm like, I'm just the secular songs only, but you mm. know what? I've let them back into my heart. It's like, this, this means a lot to me. Oh, I mean, the Whitney Houston's the preacher's wife soundtrack, if yeah. nothing else, <laughs> that gets a lot of heavy rotation around this time of year for you, for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just love the way it's like, yeah, it is just repeating itself, but it, it's very simple, but it's so good. Like it's just, yeah. con- it's good at conveying this, ecstatic joy you know it's just we're so happy it's christmas time it slaps (laughs) amy grant is dope (laughs) christian songs rarely go this hard yeah it's true especially successfully but this is just yeah a great 80s jam yeah i'd say it's this and uh be my escape by reliant k oh yeah great song i like them i like (laughs) them too classic song (laughs) part of me is cursing you eric uh for choosing a name grant song before i could oh no (laughs) because i would have gone i would have gone grown-up christmas list which is a little more a little sappier a little little slower but i know but i'm glad you did this one because it it's it's like the one that makes me want to dance the most out of these. <laughs> it was hard to choose, honestly. I also, you know, shout out to Tennessee Christmas and um, Little Town, mm. which in which in the TLC sleigh ride tradition is like just a very different version of Little Town of Bethlehem. It's the same. Oh. Like you realize it's the same lyrics, but it's right. It's much musically much more like this version of Emmanuel. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a big dance number. That's awesome. Okay, so next up is an artist that I will always return to at Christmas because her Christmas album... The thing is, I do leg- I, I equally legitimately like it and and think it's completely ridiculous. And this is <laughs> Christina Aguilera's uh, My Kind of Christmas. And her kind of Christmas is one where she has a run on every single note. <laughs> she, I was really waffling between putting Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas or the Christmas song on because both are just like... We are going, this is going to be 12 minutes and like every (laughs) note is going to be 12 notes. And it just makes me so, so very happy. But I went with Have Yourself a Little Christmas because the end, she just keeps going up and up and up. And it's (laughs) like, (laughs) the last verse has nothing to do with the melody of the song that we all know. (laughs) It just, she was at the height of her power. Her first album had just like sold a billion copies. She had three number ones and she's like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to these Christmas songs. I can make them better. And, you know, she put her spin on it. <laughs> you got to say she did. 
<laughs> Man, so Alyssa and I, like right before we recorded, we're, we're here recording tonight. Alyssa and I listened to the po- the playlist because uh, she had not heard it yet, and mm-hmm. we're making dinner and eating dinner and listening to all the songs. And this was the one that kind of stopped us in our tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, it is crazy <laughs> how the words just become noises. And and I think my favorite is at the very end, the last like the last time she gets to have yourself a Merry Little Christmas, yeah. she gives like that erotic moan. Like, oh, have yourself. <laughs> like, Holy cow. <laughs> it is great because even as she's winding down, you're like, okay, she's just going to sing it normal. And she's just like, yeah. Like, Christina, please. I have places to be. I have things to do. I'm like, I can't be here all day. Uh, it's acrobatic. And it's it's kind of ironic. It makes me laugh because I feel like the whole point of this song usually is how simple it is. Like right. emotionally mm-hmm. and musically. Yes. And yes. X Tina ain't having it. Even having it. No. 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 We're making this an aria. Every note will be a note you've never heard before. And the thing is, she does sound great. Like, it's impressive that she can do it. But it's like, does the song call for this? Like, would you? And the thing is, I always think, would you make these same choices today? But she was on Jimmy Fallon, I think, two or three years ago and did the Christmas song again and added more flourishes than there were before. And it's like, well, I guess the answer is yes. She would do it all again. She has no regrets. Uh, I believe there was an episode of the Osbournes where Kelly Osborne was making fun of this album because of how many runs it was. And they had a years long feud about it. But I think I think they're both right. It is excellent. And there are too many runs. We can hold these two ideas Absolutely. together. Two things can be true. That's the Christmas spirit right there. <laughs> Yeah, that, that those are my only notes. Is that, <laughs> holy crap, she just fits so many notes into the original melodies and the original notes. It's like for every one note of the original, there's like, yeah, like you said, like twelve new ones for each. <laughs> so great display of range. Like, Absolutely, exercise in <laughs> yes, uh, vocal a, range. Right, it's a great, great warm up for any, any big yeah. runners out there. <laughs> just gotta do some stretches. Sing along to this one. <laughs> Gets really high, even a little, even a little whistly there at one point. <laughs> it does. Mm. She's just showing off, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, my next pick, Harry Connick Jr.'s "It Must Have Been Old Santa Claus" from 1993. This was another classic album played in my household a lot. Kind of a catchy, jazzy piano number. It's kind of a story song. So it's about a kid that thinks he sees Santa, but he figures it must be his dad dressed up as Santa. You know putting presents under the tree so he doesn't believe in santa but then it turns out santa does visit him because uh, he sees him land on the roof or whatever and invites him into his sleigh takes him on a ride over the rooftops and everything and then drops him off leaving him with his red hat and you know, when his parents come into his room in the morning they assume that his window blew open from the wind and wonder why he's got a red hat where he got it <laughs> It's silly, but again, another one that just made me want to dance. I've always loved the the movement of this song, the kineticism, and I don't know. It's kind of yeah. Again, not not really my like normal musical cup of tea. Kind of like Vegasy. It's like Dixieland jazz. 
Yeah, I had a country <laughs> song, Dixon and Jet. There's, there's going to be more songs from you that I genres I do not associate with you, Cam. You're really, <laughs> you are really uh, getting eclectic, and I love it. Yeah, he's a new man on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go for, I go for a lot of range. They are also deeply personal, deeply nostalgic for me. So yeah. I just like, I like how musically this one keeps escalating too. Mm-hmm. I want to say there's like a couple key changes and it just keeps getting like more exciting and more exciting. <laughs> yeah, this was the only song on the list that I had to look up the lyrics to because I was very into mm-hmm. the melody and the production. And the, but I'm like, wait, what's, I just was a little lost because it was like a storytelling kind of song. Yeah. But, it, and I also, I mean, when I the first thing I think of when I think of Harry Connick Jr. is like, remember when he had that talk show called Harry? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, that's my vision of Harry Connick Jr. So the idea of him as like a legitimate artist, like I don't even, it doesn't register to me. So it was nice to hear what he does. And like, that's great. Mm. And uh, But I, I enjoyed the song. I thought it was uh, definitely fun and upbeat and had a nice message. You know, he he now believes in Santa, saw the real Santa, his whole world's changed. That's great. Mm-hmm. Good good for Harry. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is a cool like like turnaround in the song like his starts with his parents like teasing him trying to get him to believe in santa because he doesn't believe honestly the story reminded me a little bit of the santa claus which is fun mm. just like pure the tim allen mm-hmm. santa claus yeah oh. like the holiday wish fulfillment idea of getting to like hang out with santa and like you know do his job with him i guess and i also i too had kind of had to get over my harry connick jr prejudices i don't know what it is <laughs> like i don't know there's something maybe just as an actor he kind of rubs me the wrong way but the more I listen to it, the more it grew on me, and I do like this song. See, I don't, I don't really have any any hair Connick Jr. baggage. Like, <laughs> I I grew up with this album, but I never, I never really knew that it was him. I, I had to kind of like, like, what CD are we listening to? And like, and I knew that name just as a name floating around in pop culture. Uh, and then I later discovered he's the he's like Will Smith's friend in Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but otherwise, I don't really know like who he is, what he does. So for me, like my my biggest connection is musically. Yeah. Without really knowing his face or his name or anything, like is just this album and this song especially. Because again, like this was the kid friendly one at the time for me because the story was captivating and the happy ho 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 to you. <laughs> it's like yes. really catchy. <laughs> like it kind of like sticks in your brain. Like and like the coinage of a new holiday greeting essentially. It's like not happy holidays or Merry Christmas. It's yeah. a happy ho ho ho. Happy. Like, <laughs> it's crazy that didn't catch on. Uh, he also wound up as I think Grace's love interest, maybe yeah. her final love interest on Will and Grace. Like those are the two things I know him for is from Will and Grace and uh, the Harry Connick Jr. talk show. That's how that's how he looms largest in my memory too on Will and Grace. Totally. Oh, he's also in uh, the Iron Giant. Is he? Yeah, he's the voice yeah. of the the cool guy. Always the cool Always guy. Always the cool guy, the cool jazzy guy. <laughs> but I guess, I mean, he, he he did a lot of music before he ever was an actor, I think. Yeah. That's you know, primarily what he's known for. I feel like Chris Isaac wanted to have this same trajectory, and yeah. it didn't happen for him. He was on an episode mm. of Friends, though, Chris Isaac. Yeah. But yeah. He, was, he wasn't great. really didn't jump off the screen. <laughs> he's cool. He had cool hair, though. Yes, and that video was always on MTV. The um, <laughs> Wicked Game. I want to fall in love. Wicked Game. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was like you know the the X rated for the time videos. Like oh, totally. don't don't let your parents catch you seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. Clean as a whistle. <laughs> exactly. That's why he's on all our network TV shows. <laughs> all right, um, we're gonna take a different direction and take the emotion down a notch. Or at least the mood. Take the mood down a notch. 
because my next pick for the playlist is by Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas from 1984. <laughs> I think all three of our next picks are about sad topics. <laughs> <laughs> there's a yearning, yes. There's yeah, there's a yearning in all there's of them. There's a yearning in all of them. And like this one, Do They Know It's Christmas, is like truly what we all want to feel during the season, which is shame. And <laughs> I was I've I've been drawn to this song, you know, as a middle schooler downloading songs from Napster, like getting into eighties music and like, oh, this mm. is this eighties supergroup project that happened for charity. And I was into Live Aid as well, which also grew out of this. And this this is basically where it all started. If you think about like right. big charity music things, it starts with Band Aid mm. in the UK. Started by Bob Geldof of the Boomtown Rats, bringing together a bunch of pop star, popular musicians and pop stars of the era. And it was to raise money for the victims of famine in Ethiopia. And in, in a sense, it worked too well, because it's just like, this is also like the stereotypes that people have about that part of the world, just right. completely laid bare. And it's like, oh my God. So the message is outmoded and not very helpful at the end of the day. <laughs> but I mean... I think there is still kind of an appeal in its earnestness of like trying to do something good at Christmas, right. like mm-hmm. actually trying to do something. And I also love it's thrown together quality, which you can <laughs> especially see in the video. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they were, I mean, they were trying to recreate the success of we are the world. I assume this came first. This came before. Oh, did it yeah. really? Oh my gosh. Well, that's that. Uh, I, <laughs> definitely was felt feeling the same way you were i listened to it and i actually for some reason had just recently watched the 2014 remake of this song Mm -hmm. that like one direction and ellie goulding are in and i was listening to it then and listening to it you know uh the original and i was like is this offensive like am i just being too sensitive so i had to google like controversy and so like oh there are a lot of articles where people are like oh this is not you know, its heart is in the right place in 1984, I suppose. It has not aged very well, the whole, like, otherness and, like, that's what they live like. Uh, good thing you're you and you're not them. And it's like, whoa, what the hell are you talking about? It just was, it was a lot. It was really laying it on thick. Again, I see that they're trying to do something kind and good, but... I, you know, I'll take the uh, 2001 What's Going On cover that includes Destiny's Child, Britney Spears, and NSYNC over this one any day. <laughs> do you remember that? That was a great, great collab. <laughs> great collab. Yeah. I just, I think, I do just like the idea of like the, having this release at Christmas time. It's kind of in a similar vein, the way that Jingle All the Way is my favorite Christmas movie. Like, this is <laughs> like one release, one burst of like, Ah, I can't. Like, I'm so stressed out, and I can't take it anymore. And like, damn it, it's just like this burst of anger that's coming out at the like the commercialism <laughs> and all the nonsense associated with Christmas. It's like that doesn't really matter because people are starving to death, <laughs> uh, like, and you're here celebrating Christmas, and they're they're not having a good time. <laughs> You should feel bad. <laughs> like, and I, I, I think that message made the song the second best-selling song I know. in UK history. When I read that, I was like, oh, shit. I didn't realize this was that big of a deal over there. It's mind-blowing how resilient yeah. this song is, Like considering all the baggage it carries. <laughs> right. right. It's, been, it's been re-recorded like three separate times after this yeah. you know, for charity. <laughs> Yeah. Still played on the radio. It's like, wow. You don't hear We Are the World ever anymore. But no. like like all American things, we did it slicker and <laughs> you know, bigger. My theory is that it's because the uh the main little like melody after the, the chorus 
evokes the Doctor Who theme. Yeah, it's good. And then just like everyone just shouting, feed the world. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I did note in the video, I didn't realize how hot Sting was when he was a young man. Right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, look at him. Even in that, hair, even in that haircut, he'd probably like to forget. He, <laughs> no, but I was I was like, this is impressive. I, it's all making sense. He's a good looking man now, yeah. you know. But I just was I was shocked. And uh, baby Bono, baby oh, baby George Michael. <laughs> yeah, I was I trying to like I was watching the video. I was trying to like because I knew tons tons of people were in this, and I was playing like guess who or you know trying to identify all the people. I got Boy George, Phil Collins, George Michael, Sting, Bono, and then a bunch of I didn't know, but know their bands and stuff like Duran Duran, Bananarama. Mm-hmm. Cool and the gang is in there somewhere, but they're not featured. It's so there's so many like just white male faces. I know <laughs> featured, and then the rest are just kind of. I think you know, I think in background singers, you know, at the end of the some, day, like there's only like five different people who sing in the verses. Like they did yeah. not, wow. they did not <laughs> divvy this up very. Right, they didn't share the democratically. Wealth <laughs> it's not like we are the world, which is like one person singing just like one line, and that's yeah. it. You know, right? But hey. It was the first attempt at such a thing, right. <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> I do like this song a lot. I should say. I mean, um, it's it's just a, a tradition. It's a staple. Like it's just there, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, it gives me the Christmas vibes, and I just mm-hmm. and I like that it makes me think about all kinds of different things too. <laughs> <laughs> right, it does stir up a lot. For it's all like of a us, lot of like a lot of Christmas music kind of just like exists and washes over you, and is there to create a mood. And this is more like, man. They are really misrepresenting West Africa. This is not good. Yeah. Or East Africa. (laughs) Yeah. It leaves you with something to think about for sure. Um, Well, my next pick is uh, from the same era as Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, The, you know, ex-girlfriend of a member and uh, talented, beautiful, free at 40 Miss Britney Spears <laughs> and her Christmas offering on the Platinum Christmas compilation, My Only Wish This Year. I always felt like this was the Christmas song that deserved more. I don't know why there was not a video shot for it. I mean, it was 2000. Britney Spears was everywhere. She probably didn't have time. But it's one that I feel like is more becoming more and more enduring. I feel like for all of the Christmas songs that like were written clearly because it's like, okay, we need an all I want for Christmas is you for you, young lady. Right. <laughs> and I think this one is my favorite. I think it is fun. It's upbeat. She sounds really into it and animated. And mm-hmm. it is uh, currently her third most popular song on Spotify. I mean, it's the holidays, but I think it's still yeah. impressive. And it uh, was featured in the Netflix film Single uh, Single All the Way that I just watched. Yeah, I just watched that. It is uh, very cute. And they, you know, cute. Michael Yuri has a whole dance break with his nieces or whatever to this song. <laughs> and I'm like, if Britney feels like it, she could certainly <laughs> shoot a quick video for this and the world would, would be on fire for it. You know? Yeah. It's a great one. I wonder if maybe it didn't catch on because... She- she never did like a proper Christmas album, did she? No. It was just this one single. Man, I feel like that's something that should have happened back I agree, then. Right? Especially if it was as strong as this song. That would be great. I know. I mean, she yeah. she was doing Oops, I Did It Again at the time. And, you know, mm. the lucky video took like nine weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I just, I have always come back to it. And I do, I appreciate the fact that I feel like it's getting more and more love as time goes on. And so I'm I'm hopeful. I'm, I think this song could could have a second life uh, sometime very soon. 
I really like that she's basically praying to Santa. <laughs> yeah. Santa, can you hear me? <laughs> it's true. All she wants is one thing. <laughs> In a big red bow. It's great. I did I did notice like doing a little, you know, digging into the song that you're yeah, like exactly what you said, Matt, like people are coming around to it and it's like other artists are covering it. Like I think it was on Megan Trainer's Christmas album a couple years ago. Oh wow, I didn't know that. And there were a couple other people listed, you know, like within the last seven years or something. So it's like yeah, it, it is very much Britney's All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Getting that vibe. Yeah. All right. If we're moving on to my next pick, it would be Enya's <laughs> Celtic version of Silent Night. Ooh. Originally released in eighty eight, but I came across it. In a very special Christmas three, the compilation. I don't know if do you, are you guys familiar with those very special Christmas oh, compilations? I think so, and I kind of can picture a the cover of it. It's like a yeah, white outline like, of a person. Yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of '90s artwork of you know. It's like very basic, like almost gingerbread cookie looking person. Totally. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know how um, else to describe it. <laughs> here it is. If we can see. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's the first one. Yes. I have seen that. That was yeah. The first one's eighty-seven, second one's ninety-two. I'm actually most familiar with the second one, but we did own, I think, all three of them. So the reason I chose this is because Silent Night is probably my my absolute favorite religious Christmas song. Mm. It always reminded me of the best part of Christmas church service, the end. <laughs> 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 Not just because it was over, but because of the you know the whole ritual of lighting the candles, and there was just always something very like nice and gentle and quiet and peaceful about about that and as a kid you know it's like oh man like church is over like all, all that's left to do is go home and like go to sleep and then presents will be there like oh christmas is like almost here <laughs> so it's like this this just like epic like but also quiet anticipation of of christmas and this enya version man is just in my opinion the all-time best most beautiful version i've ever heard of this song because it captures that like deeply spiritual ethereal tone and you know it brings a tear to my eye when i hear it because it's just so beautiful there i know there's a i didn't even know there was a video but i i shared the video with you guys and it's certainly interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's kind of dressed uh like michael jackson on like the history tour or something like wearing that kind of jacket and like the very severe black hair and just like looking very intently not at the camera yeah, but like seeing, I don't. Even, I don't think she blinks once. No, eyes are still open <laughs> from that day forward. And she's like in a dungeon of some sort, like an ancient stone temple church. Totally. I I also imagine Enya's music when I think about it having more like vocal layers or like mm-hmm. coos and things in the background. And this I feel like is the most straightforward mm. I've ever heard Enya. There are some in like the transitions between verses where yeah. it's like uh, like, but just like a little bit. To get you to the next verse. Totally. And kind of again, like, like, kind of like the Harry Connick Jr. song, I feel like it keeps escalating. It like keeps rising more and more uh, until that like final uh, key change, which is always, I don't know about you guys, if you went to church Christmas Eve, but that's when you raise the candles uh, and everything just like elevates and escalates. And ooh, I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not, a, I'm not a religious person, but. That part gets me. Like I, I feel it. I feel. I get it. I get it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful counselor. <laughs> yeah, this. The, I, 
It's very interesting because I've heard, you know, a bazillion versions of Silent Night and just kind of taking Enya, what I know about her, kind of like the queen of new age music and her whole Mm -hmm. sound. It almost gives it a different meaning. Like it doesn't sound to me as much like a Christmas song. It's like this, that winter solstice music. Like it's like a a druid singing out there uh, in the, the, you know, near Stonehenge singing in Irish. (laughs) Right. To me, the song's just about, like, what if everyone just, like, shut the fuck up and stopped fighting for, like, uh, one night? What? Just one <laughs> night? Yeah. Like, let's just be, let's just be quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and get along for Christmas. Can we do that? That's right. what this song means to yeah. me. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful sentiment. And yeah, <laughs> a great rendition. And you're the right person to deliver that message. For sure. Yeah. All right. I think we're in our final batch of three. So this is our last picks for everybody. Oh my gosh. The, the 12 bops of Christmas are, are nearing an end. But we got some Can't believe. real good ones. So my final pick is from Muppet Christmas Carol. It feels like Christmas. And mm. we first talked, we have talked about this before, all the way back in yes. episode 44. <laughs> 2015, I believe. Yeah, Christmas 2015. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so excuse, excuse me for indulging again. But you know, like, just to shine a spotlight on this, my favorite song on that movie soundtrack, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Here, here. The movie being near and dear to my heart, and like as I grow older, like the song just becomes more and more meaningful. Just because I think it is kind of the most honest Christmas song. It's all about love, everybody. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lyrics to me are are so impactful, even though they're so simple. Especially the the part about you know it is the, the season of the heart a special time of caring the ways of love made clear. It's like, yes, like you're really expressing what the quote unquote Christmas spirit is all about. Like the thing that we all talk about, we all celebrate and all try to embody. That's really it in plain language. And I think more Christmas songs should be about that and about like making it last all year, which is another line from the song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I probably said it back in our episode, but this is, this is probably my favorite Christmas movie. And this is my favorite Christmas song from that movie. It just fills me with such warmth. And you're right. You, well said, Eric. Just wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. That's that's such a good message. One of my favorite lines is, it is the summer of the soul in December. Yeah, another great turn of phrase. It's to, yeah. to make you, to reinforce this this idea. It's just one idea and it's said over and over, yeah. but it's so creative. <laughs> and it feels like it feels Christmassy and at the same time universal. You know, mm-hmm. like a good a good Christmas song should. Well, I I hope I don't get kicked off of the podcast for saying <laughs> I don't think I've seen this movie before. Um, but I did love this song, and I assume this was like a that was Scrooge or something yeah. or like mm-hmm. yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you know I also it's just loved Michael the... Caine walking around, <laughs> <laughs> just walking around for all of this. Uh, I I really also liked. Visually, it was very stimulating. There's always something mm-hmm. around the corner for that whole song. And uh, I thought it kept my attention. And I agree, the sentiment is very good and one that should be in more Christmas songs because focusing all of like, this is the, you know, four weeks we're all going to be nice to each other. It's like, we could yeah. maybe extend that. <laughs> that could bleed out into some other seasons. And, yeah. uh, you know, I appreciate the Muppets for for teaching us all that. Yeah, it's very on brand for the Muppets and... Yeah, the staging of it is really spectacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always one of my favorite parts of the movie, visually, too. 
Shout out to the Ghost of Christmas Present, uh, Jerry Nelson, oh. who does the singing, and Don Austin, who performs like it, the puppeteering in the suit. Mm. It just makes it that much more heartfelt, too. Yeah. Uh, even with lots of funny Muppet shtick also going around, yeah. <laughs> going on around him. <laughs> well, I like uh, Michael Caine's little mini arc during that song too. Like, he's like crossed armed and just kind of like, hmm, like I don't, I don't buy into any of this. Uh, and then by like by the last few lines, he's like kind of dancing. He's like, it almost looks like he's learning how to dance <laughs> and like learning how to have fun. Um, and you're just like, oh man, he's like he's cracking. He's we're we're almost there. Melting his heart. <laughs> Yeah. I thought the guy, the, I guess, Ghost of Christmas Past, you said? Uh, present. Present, excuse me. Also looks like um, if the girl from Brave had a dad, it would be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> also it like does look like it. that, yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. I never made that connection. I like it. <laughs> so I guess I'm at my last pick, which I, of course, had to end with the Queen of Christmas. Mariah Carey, I wanted to choose a song that was not All I Want for Christmas is You because I feel like as much as I love that song and Mariah Carey and always, that song has gotten its due. You know, it goes number one every year. You don't need to hear us talk about how great it is uh, for 10 minutes or whatever. So I wanted to highlight another original song from her first Christmas album entitled Miss You Most at Christmas Time. It's always one of my favorite songs growing up. It is Mariah's big sad ballad and i feel like a christmas weirdly there like i've seen playlists going around of like a melancholy christmas where there's just like you have your sad christmas songs that pepper it and i think this is such a beautiful addition to that sad christmas canon it is heartwarming and gorgeous and she sounds beautiful but it's also like ooh, like it really like hits you i don't think she's ever performed it in full actually in the like 20 seven years since it's been released because she's like yeah it makes my mom too sad it's just a very sad song maybe one day i'll redo it in a certain way blah 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 blah. but i you know being a young kid who had discovered mariah when i was like eight this was my first favorite song on this album and i think i just you know i don't know why but like it's like how much i love the waiting to exhale soundtrack i had never been heartbroken i'd never been divorced (laughs) but i could feel (laughs) the feelings they were feeling through my you know three disc cd changer and so (laughs) i was very appreciative that there was a song that was still christmassy that had Mm -hmm. that same feel i love it love a holiday heartache joining lineage of like blue christmas or i'll be home for christmas where it's just like Mm -hmm. uh very melancholy and sad you know what it reminded me of one of the um the songs from the glitter soundtrack matt oh (laughs) which one the sad ballad reflections i think so yeah okay yeah the one she wrote writes about her mom billy yes yeah (laughs) yes it has a similar a similar vibe she's so good at that vibe Oh. <laughs> it's just amazing like to it's be able to do bad. that in a holiday context too it's just like wow that's a tough thing to do right it's, you're definitely like walking a tightrope mm-hmm. as to not make it like too christmasy or too not christmasy and sad but not too sad and yeah i think she walks up very well here it's a love and the uh the official video i think this is one of the only two because the other one's All I Want for Christmas is You, mm-hmm. uh, music videos from this album. They're kind of a similar style, that that very nostalgic Super 8 or Super 16, whatever footage. Home movies, yeah. Home movie kind of. Yeah, it's funny because in that video, in the All I Want for Christmas video, it's 
look how fun and look how <laughs> fun nostalgia. But this <laughs> one's very much like nostalgia lost, like memories yeah. that you can't have again. Like, it's like it's the a, clips themselves are still kind of the same, you know, the yeah, tone, uh, but like, <laughs> but like you, you add that different, different atmosphere. <laughs> and, and honestly, it's the Kuleshov effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, like it almost felt like a tribute video, like Mariah had died or something, oh, God. <laughs> like, and we're all missing her most at Christmas time because we want to hear that so- the the big song. <laughs> Again, I w- visited the worst place on earth, the YouTube comments, and someone had that mm. comment, being like, "When Mariah mm. dies, this no. is going to be so sad to hear because oh, we'll miss her most at this time." And it's like, "All right, guys, <laughs> the woman's <laughs> fifty; she's going to be fine." <laughs> it was. It was more just like you know the effects of of yeah, like Cam said, the Kuleshov effect, like just the the montage <laughs> the, and the music you you yeah, select to juxtapose it. Yeah. it with with whatever mood and. Takes totally. on a whole new yeah. meaning. Definitely does. But yeah, great pick. Great deep cut, deeper cut on that yeah, album. Appreciate I'm happy it. to share it. <laughs> happy to share it. <laughs> well, my my final pick, our final pick, is not that deep of a cut, but it is a classic. It is it is the oldest song on this mix, and it Stevie Wonders What Christmas Means to Me. And this is maybe my favorite Christmas song. Um it's a tie between this and Bing Crosby and David Bowie's little drummer boy peace on earth but i love this song so much and it kind of just like wraps it all up it's it just captures the feeling of fun it's it's like a another super upbeat kind of danceable motown jam uh, and it's just summarizes like a lot of the things that we've been talking about you know like the aesthetic stuff you know like decorations and everything but also just at the end of the day like the person you love uh, the people you love so my dad always loved Motown music. He he would play this kind of stuff in our household growing up. Just got a great great feel. I love that harmonica at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's one part that I I just like I, vocally have I've always loved, and it's um towards the end. It's like let's deck the halls with holly, sing sweet silent night, fill the tree with angel hair and pretty pretty lights, go to sleep and wake up, and then he holds he holds the 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 line just before daylight. And I, oh, <laughs> I just love how he holds it. Like a, it's just so like soulful and amazing. It's just a great way to like kind of cap the song. Again, it's like the Silent Night. It's like oh, one more sleep, just one more sleep till Christmas. <laughs> it's actually like a great Christmas song by Leona Lewis. It's called One More Sleep. Just so we Ooh. all know. <laughs> and also, it's in Muppet Christmas Carol. One more sleep yes. till Christmas. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love this song too. I think it's definitely in the category of like Donny Hathaway's This Christmas as like soulful, Motowny, uh, Christmas songs. And those sounds kind of overlap in my head a lot because mm. of those songs and because of like, you know, All Over Christmas is You itself is kind of a throwback to that sound and mm-hmm. like the Phil Spector wall of sound thing. And, uh, I think it's funny whenever I see songs that are this length and I'm like, this could be a radio hit today where it's like two minutes and 35 seconds. It's so yeah. quick, but it's yeah. like an espresso shot and it doesn't like, it doesn't feel, you know, again, not to continually bash and sync. It doesn't feel like <laughs> a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Like we're just like plastic kind of Christmas. It feels like it's coming from like a real warm place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if that's just like the tone of Steve Wonder's voice. I don't know if he could sound not like a, coming from a warm place, but it's it's lovely to hear at Christmas time. It definitely benefits a lot from just the effortless cool of Stevie Wonder. 
Yes. Because it is like, you know, yeah. there's a lot of Christmas songs that just list Christmas items and like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but and that's kind of what it starts out. Yeah, doing. exactly. But like, you're just into it from the first note. It doesn't matter what he's saying in a, yeah. in a, in a certain yeah. sense, but the message yeah. is great and it, it does not feel forced or contrived. It's just pure joy. This is yeah. what Christmas means to him. <laughs> Believe you, Stevie. You mean it. Yeah. <laughs> also, People might know this song from Elf. It's used in a fun montage sequence where Buddy the Elf is, I think, I believe it's when he's bonding with his little brother. Yeah. And they're kind of like ju- jumping around the department store and jumping on beds and stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. It was just playing the other day and I was like, I took note of the song <laughs> and then I was happy to yeah. see it. you put it on the playlist. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a a thing for a Christmas classic. Is like you've got to be in a big Christmas movie somewhere yeah. somehow. So yeah, you know if if it's not single all the way for Britney, I'm sure we'll find it. <laughs> how are we gonna get this Enya song to? to I, it's true. How do we do it? Ooh. Well, when Steven Spielberg remakes "It's a Wonderful Life," maybe he can put it in there somehow. Scott <laughs> Sue. He's got to open with that. Ah <laughs> uh, well. That was it, guys. Those are the 12 bops of Christmas. We made it. A gift to our listeners, a gift to ourselves and each other. Like I said, I I was definitely introduced to a lot of songs that I really like now and (laughs) have uh, welcomed into my Christmas rotation. So so thank you, guys. I am very appreciative. I'm glad that we... You know, all are coming from different places from our childhood and are able to, you know, share the gifts of Christmas music with one another. (laughs) And I am very appreciative of that. Was there something in particular that would be played in your house as you're opening up presents? Like, was there kind of, this is what we're going to play as, you know, kind of at the the peak of Christmas, the climactic (laughs) moment? Mm. I don't know that we had that. It was more like whatever Christmas CDs were on the stereo would be going throughout the entire day. Like whether it's during dinner or during, uh, you know, opening presents or even, you know, during what, like there's Christmas basketball games sometimes, I guess. And I would need to have Christmas music playing still during that because it's like, this is (laughs) Christmas day. This is the time for it. Okay. So it was pretty, pretty constant. I feel like in my family, my dad gets an early start. It's like, October Halloween like he he likes to start early and it was always just like more of the same like on Christmas Day it was just like throw something on in the background that's been playing for the past month mm-hmm. or two um it wasn't anything specific but yeah all all of these songs that I've shared were fair game and some of the ones you shared cuz there was some overlap like Mariah Carey and Amy Grant in sync what about you Eric did you guys have a special opening playlist we would, we, I think we we just kind of got a later start on the Christmas music. Usually, like the two weeks leading up would be, we'd remember to put on all the CDs. Yeah. I, <laughs> we weren't a family that was just listening to a lot of music in general, just like, you know, at any time in the house. But yeah, I mean, you, you put in what's in rotation. When Once my sister and I are old enough to kind of like dictate that, then it was usually something like um, we had these this Time Life Treasury of Christmas compilation set which is a lot of the very like the the old standards from the 40s and the mm. 50s those kind of christmas mm. songs. Also, my mom liked the Mannheim Steamroller Christmas albums. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. I I hell grew yes. to love them even more than she did and I was like, we are <laughs> listening to this weird weird christmas music. 
Is that the Rocky ones? Those are the ones that are kind yeah, of... Yeah, they're like very synth heavy and it's like... Yes. Okay. Very, like very strange arrangements of this. <laughs> <laughs> I was really close to putting one on. Oh, yeah. For this we mix. Could, we, could, yeah. we could probably create several more playlists with other <laughs> options. Totally. <laughs> in fact, in, in so I, I have a new podcast, the Young Jedi Knights Club. And we had a Christmas episode recently, and I, I am kicking myself, and I will forever be kicking myself for not mentioning the 95 Christmas album, because we talked about Christmas 95, uh, Mannheim Steamrollers, Christmas in the Air, yes. which is absolutely brilliant. It's so <laughs> oh yeah, so amazing. Everyone should listen to it. That was a Christmas gift for my mom that year. Nice. Nice. And also, shout out to the Rosie O'Donnell Christmas albums. So at the height of her popularity, mm. she put out two different albums with like... A bunch of guest artists and Rosie O'Donnell kind of like 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 right. Puff Daddy just kind of butting in on every track. And <laughs> she, I I I kinda I spared you guys. I very very seriously considered putting something like um I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by Angelica Pickles and Rosie O'Donnell. Oh my god. <laughs> but check check I that stuff out on, on when you have a chance. It's really it's it's wild. And we listened to those Rosie albums a lot in the late nineties. That would have been so on brand for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. There's always next year. All right. It was fun chatting about our holiday music memories, y'all. And yes, especially, it was so especially fun. with you, Matt, who's who's just a font of information and, and passion about music <laughs> and just loves Christmas. It's so awesome. I do. All these <laughs> things are true. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a joy to be on the podcast. I'm always happy to be invited back. And I'm glad we got to do, you know, old school CD swaps, you know? Oh, yeah. It's great. Matt, I have a, I have a question. Yes. Do you have any Christmas music? Have you recorded mm. any Christmas music yourself? I was yourself? thinking about this. I think I recorded a cover of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which isn't like full Christina, but, you know, on the way. <laughs> uh, I did that, like, must have been eight years ago, and I don't know that I even can find the file anymore, but it's somewhere. And I did write an original Christmas song in college mm. that I lost. Amazing. That I lost. Uh. It was, like, also very clearly sampling, like... um a, a supreme song <laughs> then i was like oh i just stole this melody uh, but i did like the song so hopefully one day i'll find it and uh figure out something to do with them <laughs> awesome well i i you should yeah. you just oh. get, let's hear the matt palmer christmas ep album yes. whatever you oh want to do gosh. single oh my god it's just it's such the, the such hallowed halls you know this is like such an important yeah. genre to no me. i know i can't I mess know. it up but I, i'll maybe i'll give it a go one of these days <laughs> i want to hear it I would also love to hear like one of your duets that you do. With well, there might be a Miss You Most Ooh. duet coming. <laughs> so Ooh. stay tuned. Might be coming tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> but I'm glad you, you noticed. Oh, yes. Well, by the time this is out, it may be available. And where, where could people find something like that, Matt? You could find something like that on Matt, Matt Palmer Music on YouTube or on Instagram or, I guess, TikTok, because that's what kids do. <laughs> um <laughs> Twitter and also if you if you like to hear me yell about music, you can go to Two Gay Mats. Our podcast comes out every week. We have videos on YouTube as well, and yeah, you'll 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 hear a lot of me in a lot of different ways. Never a bad time to hear to hear some Matt Palmer. <laughs> uh, big recommend. Make it last all year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> big recommend to his music and to his podcast. Um, oh, thank you. And big recommend just to the Christmas spirit, peace on earth, and goodwill. Towards men. 
always a special episode for us uh, around Christmas time every year. We always have a lot of fun, and this was a fun deviation, I think, from the norm. We could mm-hmm. definitely do totally. more, a lot more on Christmas music in the future, perhaps. There's a lot out there. Well, folks, if you are looking to make your holidays merry and bright, uh, we've got lots of episodes on our website, whatwerewatching.com, including a lot of our, our Christmas content, including last year's Rankin Bass Rankathon. Epic. Mm. <laughs> and and the Muppet Christmas Carol episode. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that Matt Palmer has been on talking about Mariah Carey every single episode <laughs> that he's appeared on this podcast. I'm, Not an accident. <laughs> I, the brand is very strong. I like what I like. <laughs> if you bring me on, you know what you're nice. getting. <laughs> I just want to note that the three of us have also previously talked about Britney Spears, NSYNC, and TLC before. Wow. I mean, yeah, touchstones, touchstones, yeah. you know, <laughs> important I'm people. glad we got Christina on the team this year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Welcome to the team. Finally. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, check, check all that stuff out um, on our website and our band camp. And uh, we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Search what were we watching and drop us a line. We want to hear about your favorite holiday songs. Maybe add them to our playlist. Uh, you can email us what were we watching at gmail.com and as i mentioned i think at the beginning of the episode we actually have this as a spotify playlist all the songs we just talked about so we'll post that somewhere where people can check it out and uh listen to all these songs because that's half the fun not just hearing us talk about mm-hmm. it but listening to it gotta <laughs> listen well folks this is this has been a wonderful evening of podcasting it's been a wonderful year for us too at what were we watching so we want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests, especially tonight's guest, Matt Palmer. And from me and Cam, we hope you have a happy holiday and a happy new year. And until next time. Excuse me, that's happy ho, ho, ho. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> happy ho, ho, ho.